Speedway proudly presents Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Here's Rapid on Racing. Oh, say, can you see? So proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. Why do we celebrate the 4th of July? What does it mean? Well, this day is incredibly significant in American history as it marks the day the United States officially became its own nation. The Declaration of Independence was adopted on July 4, 1776, and thus America was born. American citizens celebrate America's birthday with festivals, parades, fireworks, barbecues, sparklers, and other festive activities. We celebrate the founding of our republic 246 years ago today. We also celebrate the passage of the Declaration of Independence. The Continental Congress voted for independence from Great Britain on July 2, 1776, and signed the Declaration July 4. It is very important to remember that our freedom was won by citizens with guns. I hope your July 4th is a great one. Tonight's guests include Nate Rigotti and Preston Cope from Jennerstown Speedway, first-time feature winner Jonathan Habershack, A.J. Flick, the hottest sprint car driver in our area, Bill Korch and Tyler Harris have a full report on the Herb Scott Memorial and all the action at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Robert Johnson is the Motorsports Council representative for Pennsylvania. Plus, we have Big Block Modified winners Chaz Wilbert, Dave Murdick, Mike Turner, and Rick Rogalski. We have Victory Lane interviews from Jennerstown Speedway and the results from Knox Raceway, as well as any other tracks that get their results in on time. This is the Banker Bob Thought for Monday, July 4th. Everybody knows that zombies don't exist, 
but sometimes those zombie movies are kind of funny and very realistic. I just saw one where a group of brain-eating zombies wandered into a meeting of politicians and they didn't pay any attention to the politicians at all. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one-size-fits-all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. Obviously, I'm not Billy Rebar. He's pretty busy. He's taking care of the Double Don weekend at Jennerstown Speedway, plus the fireworks. Nate Valenti, the driver of the number 52 Charger car, was working in the booth with Nate Rigotti for the Fast Fours, Pro Stocks, and Late Models. He was very articulate and explained how he responds in his race car. Valente was also talking about some of the driver's nicknames. His nickname is Nacho Nate, and Greg Burbage goes by the nickname The Boogeyman. 
July 9, NASCAR representatives will be at the track for the $50,000 Advanced Auto Parts Contest Win presentation. Bill Rebar took some time during a brief intermission to repair the caution lights in turn one. Apparently, the green light wasn't working. Ken Burkholder scored his first career win with the Chargers. The folks at the Tailgate Sports Bar tailgate section of turn two were having a fine time. We saw some of that on Flow Racing. On the 9th, the Advanced Auto Parts stores will be giving the first 500 fans in attendance a $10 gift voucher for the concession stands. 21-year-old driver Preston Cope of the number 24 car joined Nate Rigotti in the booth to do some announcing with the late models and the street stocks. Feature winners included Gary Wiltrot, late models, Ken Burkholder, Charger, Doug Glessner beat his brother Dale in the Modifieds, Caleb Vassos in the Four Cylinders, Adam Kostelnik in the Pro Stocks, and Casey Flegel in the Street Stocks. The number 76 POWMIA car was a generous time. Jarek Johnson's son, Tyler, was driving Dad's car. Tyler is a high school freshman. I hope you enjoy tonight's show, and Billy should be back for next week's program. Oh, man, this is a good battle for the lead. We might have a photo finish. The 75 of Audi running below the yellow line now. Here's the 92 off of two. Doesn't quite get the run this time that he has. They're door-to-door down the backstretch. I think that momentum with Barkley coming off the corner has been helping, but Audi looks like he's going to clear him. No, he's still there. Barkley is oh! Audi's car is torn up up the front stretch. The hood falls off of the 75 of Audi. Oh my goodness, it was great racing. That was you, that was insane. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, it was a great battle with the front with two longtime veterans in Will Trout and Audi. Jared Barkley up there as well. That was a great race, and now things have come to a screeching halt with Audi, your points leader's car, all tore up, sitting in the entrance of turn number one. These, You said it earlier, Preston, that this racetrack was very racy. I mean, it, it, a couple of grooves there. Barkley had used that higher line to hold off Audi, but then Will Trout ended up... Uh, joining this party as well and oh man man i don't know what else to say that was just i that was hard racing there at the end it's just it just sucks for audi that was just an amazing battle barry audi out of his race car taking his jacket off so barkley now in his pit you see the 95 of will trout is up in front so with barkley in the pit and audi's car in pieces uh getting loaded on to the flatbed the 95 of Will Trout will be your leader. And that 95 car, I'll tell you what, though, Preston, the 95 car of Gary Will Trout was coming. I'll tell you what, I mean, I have respect for the veterans of this sport, and Will Trout was on the move. I mean, he came from the back and was running people down. I mean, I, I was impressed by watching that run coming from the back to the front like that. Will Trout, he's going to be the one to watch for the rest of this race. Yeah, just three laps to go. Will Trout... Now with Barclay in the pit and Audi's car on the flatbed, Will Trout will be the fastest car on the racetrack and we'll get to start on this front row with just three laps to go. Mike Sweeney's been running a fast car too. He's had some fast lap times, but 
uh, still running uh, in the sixth position is the 11 of Mike Sweeney. So we've had a couple red flags here tonight. Our very first feature race in the modified division. We were under a red flag uh, very early. Preston Cope, our uh, our analyst tonight for our final two races. Preston, a driver in the One Stop Auto Sales Pro Stock Division. Where'd you finish tonight? I think I finished seven. Seven. I should have finished seven. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, just, just thinking. Uh, at least you're honest. You didn't say I should have finished first. No, well, <laughs> no. I wish I finished first. But, you know. You'll get there, my friend. You'll I'm get open. there. I'm just open. 21. You've got some some young drivers in that pro stock class, which has I been. Know. A lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you what, between Samantha Osborne and Will Hemminger and you, I mean, there's some some really young drivers. Yeah, I'll tell uh, you what, there. with our uh, the way we had our car set up, our car was wicked loose and it was like dirt tracking all over again. It was just, it was insane. But I'll tell you what, I'm having some fun out here and I'm glad I got the race with some good people. Here at our half mile racetrack in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. Opened this track up in 1929. This decade, we will celebrate our 100th anniversary. It's only been asphalt, though, since 1987. Well, it was dirt for a long, long time, but resurfaced in 1987 uh, for asphalt. We run six weekly divisions that we cover for you each and every week here on uh, flowracing.com. You see, it's, it's a true and a big half mile. A lot of times, you're, yeah, it's a half mile racetrack. Sometimes it's not even .5. Ours .522. So uh, a, a bigger half mile might not look that much different in the stands, but I know driving it, it's a lot different lap times and what you're doing. In these corners, uh, you heard Nacho Nate Valente uh, talk about our racetrack earlier. It's almost like Darlington. One and two are very, very different than three and four. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually think I figured out uh, three and four a little bit better than one and two. I, I can roll the middle, or as you guys say, the top. Uh, I can roll the top a little bit better in, in three and four than I do one and two, but we're, we're figuring out. Absolutely. Absolutely, though it is, it, it's like weird. You go on the track and you go and you think you're, you think you can imply one and two's mentality as the same as three and four, but you can't because they're both generally different corners. And I, I, that's what makes it so much fun because you have to figure out how you want to get around these drivers. Like, if you want to take someone on the high side, take them up on three and four, or if you want to try and you know maybe get them on the bottom and like maybe use a little bit of an apron there to get a little bit more, a little bit more grip on the bottom just to get around. Hey, by all means, try it out. Now, there's not a ton of banking here. You know, this isn't Bristol. You know, th this is very, very flat, uh, just nine degrees in the corner. So uh, it's pretty flat out there. Is, is, it, is it that flat on dirt? Depends on the track. Yeah. You know, I've raced at uh, Sharon Speedway where it's a little bit more banked. Uh, they did reduce, I think, they added or reduced some of the banking with the recent re-dirting uh, re or repaving in 2017. But uh, I've raced tracks at Sharon, Mercer. I've raced at Lernerville. Lernerville's massively banked. It's almost like Bristol almost. It's like looking at a big dirt wall going into turn one. It's insane. But, you know, it depends on the track. And each track is unique. And each, each track has a different setup and a different way to drive it. Well, we love ours here uh, just a little bit over an hour from Pittsburgh south uh, here in Somerset County in the Laurel Highlands. Uh, home to the Motor Mountain Masters, which we'll have the first weekend in August, um, where we'll bring late model drivers from all across the country to run here at Jennerstown Speedway. 150-lap late model race uh, for $10,000 the winner gets. So uh, that's always a, a really fun weekend here at the racetrack. Uh, 
some of the best racers around have participated in that. And you're seeing some of those drivers now in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, some of them in the Truck Series. Uh, it's been really cool uh, to watch some of those young and upcoming drivers come through Jennerstown uh, during the Motor Mountain Masters. We've had the Cars Tour here. Uh, some, some big names have come through Jennerstown Speedway just in the last two years. But right now, uh, back under a yellow as they've removed the red flag, uh, the track looks like it's uh, pretty much been cleaned up. Buggy making sure that everything is clear out there in turn number one as the pace truck has picked up your new leader in the 95 of Gary Wiltrout. The 16 of Jeremy Schaefer runs in second now. Running in third, the 51 of Owen Halp. Mike Sweeney runs in fourth, and fifth is Brandon Marhefka. That's your top five on the scoreboard presented by Saferno Well Service and TriStar Motors. Again, a reminder, we're going to race again tomorrow night here at Jennerstown. Sunday night racing on July 4th weekend, our double-down weekend. And after tonight's races, we'll have the Caitlin Rose Band, and then next week, or I'm sorry, tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm so not used to, to racing on a Sunday night, but tomorrow we'll have fireworks here at the racetrack on July 4th weekend presented by J.R. Tunstall Auto and Truck Repair. Thank you uh, to J.R. Tunstall Auto and Truck Repair uh, for helping us bring the fireworks here to Jennerstown Speedway tomorrow night. Now, Preston, you're from Ohio. Are you racing tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Are you, uh, are you staying here? Or you got to go all the way back to Ohio. No, tonight? no, we got a we got a hotel. We got a hotel over in Somerset that we're gonna stay at for the night. Um, actually, my family from the Netherlands are in town. That's and, awesome. Yeah, the, my I have a little uh, three year old cousin. He loves the racing, and I'm, we're bringing him here tomorrow as well. That's so cool. As we get ready to go back to green flag racing, three laps left. And our Martellas Pharmacies late models. Will Trout on the inside. Schaefer on the outside. We're back to green. Amazing start by Will Trout. That's a veteran move right there. But I think Schaefer's going to get the momentum on the outside. Will Trout slides up that racetrack a little bit to get his own momentum. Now a two-car length advantage over the 16 of Schaefer. Oh, oh and help spinning. Right in front of the 76, and Johnson tags him. The yellow comes out. Another caution flag here in our late model feature. And the 76 uh, of Tyler Johnson all the way from Mooresville, North Carolina. A little contact there, and 51 goes spinning. and Nowhere to go for the 76. Yeah, that's just collateral damage, the 76. Tyler Johnson, that's really unfortunate, just a freshman in high school. Uh, running in this late model feature all the way from North Carolina, the son of Jarek Johnson and that POW MIA car that uh, the family donated a POW MIA seat to be here at the racetrack in honor of our veterans that didn't make it home. Will Trout's lead extended over the 16 of Jeremy Schaefer. Gary Will Trout this season looking for his second win of the year. He won on opening night. He'll win again tonight. The checkered flag waves for the 95 of Gary Wiltrout. Jeremy Schaefer finishes second. Brandon Marhefka third. Brian Ship fourth. Mike Sweeney picks up a top five. It took a while there to get to the Martellus Pharmacy's late model race. Audi giving a thumbs up uh, to the crowd. This 75 machine hooked up uh, again tonight. Barry, you had to do some work to this machine to get it ready for tonight as you get your trophy. We'll talk to the flagman here. A winner in the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series here at Jennerstown Speedway once again. Barry, come on over here, my friend. 
Yeah, how much work did you have to do to this car? I, I know you guys are always prepared with a backup car, but after wrecking last night to, to be here in Victory Lane, how much work do you have to do and how good does it feel to take the checkered flag? Well, it's been all day, and boy, I got an awesome crew, and we did it, guys. Hey, ended up on the front stretch last night, but it wasn't quite here. <laughs> uh, ending up a different way. It's got to feel good, though, Barry, after what happened last night to be able to, to, to get a win. Yeah, it was kind of bullshit last night, but oh, well. Barry Otte, you heard it here in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Who do you want to thank on this race car? Uh, the Wheeler family, uh, Stoystown Auto, Daniel Schaefer, Struck Auto Body, Indian Lake, Rustic Woods, Pizza Hut, Martellas, Trackside, Hampton Inn, Total Mobility, Morocco, North Star Equipment, uh, Pro Disposal, Pennsylvania Propane, everybody, uh, Grandma Wheeler, all, uh, Jeff Carey and Associates. I mean, I, I have a lot of great people to help me. The most winningest driver ever here at Jennerstown Speedway in a late model. Congratulations, Barry. Make some noise for Barry Otte. In the battle in the Northeast Division, in the standings in all of NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series and your current points leader here at Jennerstown Speedway, he picks up the win. This portion of today's program was brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities.
is climbing out of his race car, Ken Burkholder. His family behind with cheers. He gets the checkered flag from our flagman. Ken, come on over, man. Congratulations. How's it feel to get a win here at Jennerstown? We're out. It's hot. But, uh, man, I can't, um, I don't even know who to thank. Um, my dad and uh, brothers and everybody's standing here every week it's on the scales. They work on it. They, uh, man, I've been working hard for this one. I don't... <laughs> I don't know, I'm gonna hold it together. <laughs> An emotional Ken Burkholder down here in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane. Wipes some tears from his eyes. He's so excited, so happy to win this one. But my man, I gotta ask you, you got this big lead. All you gotta do is drive this thing and you got a bobble in the corner. What happened? Yeah, I almost threw it away. <laughs> it was getting loose in the center all night. Longer the run went, run went and uh, I went in there and it stepped and I couldn't catch back up with it. I really thought I was gonna spin it out and make a Real mess, but uh, got lucky and held on to it. All right, so are, are we keeping track uh, over which Burkholder brother has the most wins? Or are you going to try to catch up here? I got a long way to go yet. <laughs> <laughs> a long way to go for Ken. Brother Kyle, uh, a driver here, was the, 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 the champion in this division a season ago. Who do you want to thank on this race car too, Ken? Uh, Arsenberger Trucking, first and foremost. Brooks's, or Brooks's Camper Sales. Morocco Welding, John's been a supporter of mine since I started racing cars when 2004. He handed me two pieces of a roll bar and said, good luck, put my name on the car. And uh, I'll never, ever forget that. Bigham's Auto Service, Mountain View Acres, Mays Kitchens, Hall's Handyman Service, New Centerville Stove Works, B&M Electric, Mays Custom Meats, Penn Summit Insurance, and uh, everybody who helps out on this team. I mean... Um, both cars are fully sponsored, and that, that's the only way we can be here. So those names are really important to us. All these fans here, the ownership group, um, Jet Motors. Man, this thing was – I can't thank Jimmy enough for all the help he's done. And uh, tonight's special. I lost a buddy a couple years ago, and uh, tonight's his birthday. So That's awesome, Ken. Congratulations. How about it, fans? Ken Burkholder. Picks up his first win here at Jennerstown Speedway. Gets a handshake from our general manager, Bill Rebar. There's a bunch of family and friends down here. Our next guest just picked up his first career victory at Jennerstown in the four cylinders. Jonathan Habershack, good evening. How do you feel? Um, I feel amazed. Like It's just unbelievable that I won my first feature win at a very historical track, Jennerstown Speedway. It feels unreal at this moment. Well, I watched the race, and toward the end there, uh, one of the other guys, uh, well, actually, I think he passed you for a little bit, and then you got back into the lead. Um, who was the guy that you were running against for the win? Uh, Caleb Bass is my good buddy. Um, and and he's, it was, it was he, definitely a, he's a big winner and a good driver, yeah. Do you find that the... Uh, Four-cylinder guys, there's a lot of friends, a lot of guys that uh, like to hang out and do things together. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of helping here and there whenever you need it the most. They're just, four-cylinders are really all good guys. You know what amazes me is how nice and how pretty these cars are. A lot of tracks you go to, you know, the four-cylinders, 
maybe it's the, the original color of the car and it's got a shoe polish number on it, but you guys are really got some top notch, yours included, some good looking race cars. Yeah, we take some a lot of pride in these cars. It's just not a car, really. I take so much pride in making it look nice. And it does. It's pretty. How did you pick your number? I always ask the drivers that. Um, actually, it was uh, my dad's number whenever he first started out in go-karts. And he's had it ever since he ran uh, mini sprints on dirt and his old car. And then it just went on me. And I just, I just wanted to run the number because... It's been in the family for a long time. Now, you mentioned your dad used to help Jason Holder, and you were also involved in that? Yeah. Jason's a great guy, and I I know that when my son-in-law, Travis Geisler, was racing at Jennerstown, Jason would be on his pit crew. Even though he was running his own car, he would help Travis uh, if he needed a hand. So, you know, the, the, the drivers, and I talk about this a lot, uh, oftentimes people will say, when, you, when you're when you unwrapping on racing, why do you put drivers from the support divisions on the show? Well, the only thing that's different between you and Barry Audi is the car and the cost. I mean, you work just as hard. You put in the hours, and I think it's important, especially for someone that just won their first feature race. And I noticed they... Uh, it's a nice thing that Jennerstown does. They let you take the flag around. That's something you will never forget. No, it's definitely something I will never forget. That that, that just made my whole night, them letting me do that. Well, and then the, the Victory Lane celebration, everybody was kind of excited there. And uh, that's a significant thing. Now, did you ever race any other kind of cars or anything else, go-karts, prior to this? Uh, no. Uh, last year was my first year ever racing a car. Yeah. Well, you picked a good place to race. It's a beautiful track. I mean, the staff there, the the officials, the management team, they're just, they're making Jennerstown a show place, and uh, it's really nice. I was going to ask your most memorable moment in racing, but we already covered that. But how about a night you'd like to forget? Maybe your most embarrassing moment, and you think, "Gee whiz, what was I? What was I thinking when that happened?" Um, I would say about two, three weeks ago. I don't. I was. I got really upset from the way the car was handling, and about just just me being a driver, and the way I handled it was very uncalled for and just not mature the way I wanted to handle it. Well, you learn with experience. Uh, now, I'm guessing you got involved in racing because of your dad and that he encouraged you to do this? Uh, yeah, and mainly just because of all the... I've been around racing my whole life with Jason Holder and then go-karts and then uh, Jennerstown. I went to the races every Saturday. That's pretty nice when you can go from the grandstands to the car. And uh, I think you got a pretty bright future there. I was watching your race pretty smooth. Now, to do this, you got to have some help. Do you have any sponsors on your team? Um, yes, we actually have a, a few. We have uh, O'Shea's Candies. We have uh, 
Shane Schaefer, Heating and Air, uh, the Wicked Googly, um, uh, Glades Pike Winery, um, my Votech that I, the Votech I graduated from. Um, I wouldn't say like like a sponsor, but uh, Vassus Racing and Dunmire Auto Sales they've they've helped me out a lot through the race my racing career. Um, Let's talk I think that's about it. Which Votech did you go to? Uh, Greater Johnstown Career and Technology Center. Well, let me tell you a little bit about that school. Uh, I was a professor at Indiana University for uh, 15 years, and my job, we ran the career center from Indiana University, and we trained the teachers that went out into the Votech schools, and I'm sure that prior to leaving, I've been gone for 12 years now, that I probably had some of your teachers in my program. And it's such a nice thing. What what did you take? Which class did you take at the school? Uh, collision. When you think about, okay, you graduated from high school, you have all that experience, and if you decide to get into that line of work, you don't have any school loans. You're just out of school and you're ready to go. And that's the beauty of it. And the teachers, your collision teacher, how they become teachers, they're from the field. They probably were a body man somewhere. And they decided they want to share their talent with the students. And they would get into a program like the one I was in charge of. And they would have so many years to get their academic credits. We didn't teach them how to be an auto collision person. We taught them how to be a teacher of auto collision, where they would have to learn classroom management and grading and things like that. And uh, I'm a big supporter of these tech schools. And it's a shame that a lot of people decide they're going to go to college. And then after four years of college, they get out, can't get a good job, and they're working at Walmart. But I'm getting I'm going to get off my soapbox here. Uh, how about your pit crew? Uh, it's uh, it's definitely a blessing to have these uh, four people on here. It's uh, my dad, John uh, John Habersack, and then my mom Kelly Habersack, and then uh, my girlfriend uh, Kira Gillen, and me, obviously as the driver. Now your girl, your girlfriend, was she a race uh, enthusiast before, or did you kind of bring her into the sport? Um, honestly, I'm, I'm not too sure, but I definitely got her into racing a lot more. Well, that's good. That's very important. And this is kind of random, but do you know Bill Rebar, the general manager? Do you know he's a teacher? Yes, I actually uh, figured that out whenever he put on Facebook about us winning the $50,000. Yeah. Yeah, he had... Uh, he teaches an industrial arts class, which is something in the high schools prior to going to one of the Votex. He's an excellent teacher, and he's more than uh, excellent when he comes to running the speedway. He's just he's perfect for that. Well, uh, we're coming up on a commercial break. Jonathan, is there anything that you'd like to add, or have we covered everything? Um, I just wanted to say um, for anybody listening to this, uh, if, you've, if you've ever helped me, through my racing career, uh, whether it was this year or last year, getting me ready for my first season. I'd like to thank you a lot. Um, my 
main thanks goes out to uh, Caleb Bassus Racing, uh, Shawley Racing, and Sailor Racing. They've helped me through it all. If it wouldn't have been for them, they would I would never have gotten to where I am today. Well, I want to congratulate you on your first win, and I see many more coming just based on what a smooth driver you are, and I want to thank you for being with us tonight. I'd like to thank you for having me on the show. All right, and good luck with your future races. Thank you. Having a learning year last year, just super excited, you know, to have him get up, and, you know, as a friend, Hopefully he can get this done for the championship. The white flag waves for Jonathan Habersack, looking to pick up his second career victory at Jennerstown Speedway. Final time through three and four for your leader. Habersack puts the 16 a lap down. Habersack out of turn number four. The checkered flag will wave. Jonathan Habersack picks up his second career win at Jennerstown Speedway. Uh, that is just so awesome. Dennis Sholley finishes second, Lance Sholley third, coming home in fourth, the 57 of Caleb Vassis. Down here in Stoney's Beer, victory lane, getting ready for Jonathan Habersack to climb out of his race car. He can hear you now. Make some noise. Jonathan Habersack celebrating. He'll get his checkered flag. Let's send it down there to Stoney's Beer, victory lane with Nacho Nate Valente for our interview. Can we get one more round of applause for this young man right here? You know, Jonathan, you started on the outside pole. The five of Colton was just on the inside. What was going through your mind when the green flag dropped? I just thought that I just needed to go. I needed to go and just don't look behind me, just go. Yeah, that is a good thing. I know early on in the race, the double zero and 13 seemed to be catching you. But as the, races went on, as the race went on, you just started pulling away, and with the lap traffic, you know, you can just use them as a pick if they ever got to you. So as as this being, as you're the points champion right now, yeah, sizable lead, this is your second win. What's going through your mind? Uh, just wow, just all this is happening, and just this year, just first year with this new car, it's crazy. So I also have to have a question, because this was Mike Saylor's uh, championship car last last year as he comes down to congratulate you how much has hit how much has he helped you uh you if you see the car turning in the turns that's all michael sailor <laughs> well i just want to say this congratulations jonathan on a great win i hope you can celebrate good tonight happy fourth of july everyone one more time for jonathan aversack Congratulations to Jonathan. How about a round of applause for our, our interviewer down here, Nacho Nate Valente on the microphone for the first time. Thank you, Nacho Nate, for helping us out here on FlowRacing.com and here at the Speedway. That's just our first race, folks. We still have five more feature races left to go here at the racetrack. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Most of the top regional and local drivers made their way to Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway this past Saturday night for the annual Herb Scott Memorial, a Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series event. Rapid on Racing's Bill Cortes is on hand, and he files this report. 
It was the annual Herb Scott Memorial for the Rush Dirt Late Model Series at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway on Saturday night. 26 cars in the pits with Kyle Lucon setting the fast time. Well, sort of. The actual fast time and a new track record was set by Daryl Charlier, but he missed his spot in the qualifying order because of a mechanical problem, and so by rule, he was relegated to 14th place in the qualifying order. Three eight-lap heat races were held, with Lucon winning the first one, followed by Tim Schaefer. The second heat race won by Joe Martin, Daryl Charlier finishing second, and heat number three went to Mike Norris, Logan Robertson finished second. With 26 cars, all would make the feature, so there was no B-main run. The six-lap dash went to Michael Norris, followed by Kyle Lucon, Daryl Charlier, Logan Robinson, Joe Martin, and Tim Schaefer. Lucon took the lead at the start of the 30-lap feature and stayed there until the first caution on lap seven. On the restart, Mike Norris was able to drive around Lucon and take the lead, and three laps later, Daryl Charlier moved past Lucon and into second place. He continued to close in on Norris, setting up a tremendous 10-lap battle between the two, with them running side-by-side side at times. A caution on lap 27 for the spinning car of Brady Wonderling in turn three set up a three-lap shootout for the win. But Norris was able to fend off Charlier to gain his fourth career Rush Series win by less than a second. In victory lane, Norris talked about that battle with Charlier. Yeah, hats off to him. He raced me super clean. Uh, Daryl's a class act down here, and to beat him is awesome. He's He's got more laps than I do around here, and that's saying something. So uh, thanks to him for always leaving me a lane. And uh, i got to thank Nico and Vinny. They gave me one heck of a hot rod. And uh, his track is just bad to the bone, man. You can go top, bottom, middle, everywhere. Uh, I think we could have been a little better, but, hey, that's racing, you know. And Norris, who, of course, races his own super late model, talked about running the Rush Series with a car owned by the family of his brother-in-law, Nico DeBecco. Racing is a family sport, and to be able to race with my brother-in-law and both brother-in-laws and my sister and wife, and it's, it's just a lot of fun, and uh, the, the family that races together stays together. So, so far, we've had a lot of good luck, so uh, we'll just keep riding the wave. Charlier said the night started out with that problem that caused him to miss his turn in qualifying. The water pump came off the front of the engine, so... Uh, we got just enough time to make it out for the uh, qualifier. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't do any better than 14th, and I think we just fought our way back all night. And what about that battle with Norris for the lead? I think I had a better lot at him initially, and and then, uh, you know, with that battle going back and forth, he kind of knew where I was running, and, and towards the end he started running lower in three and four, which kind of hurt my momentum there a little bit, but... Uh, you know, I mean, we come home with a second, cars in one piece. We figured out our water problem. Um, so uh, hopefully next week we'll be at Sharon, and then can't wait to get back here for the joke. Third place finisher Mike Reff took advantage of that last restart to move up from outside of the top five to his final finishing position. Yeah, fifth, sixth. I would have been happy with the top five, but that last restart we were able to pick a couple off, and I'm happy with it. And Reft was not only pleased with his finish, but the fact that the top three for guys who put in a lot of laps at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Oh, it's huge for us. I mean, uh, you know, we're the low-budget guys, but, uh, you know, get the run with these guys, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, and especially when they're three Pittsburgh boys. The top ten finishers at the annual Herb Scott Memorial at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Mike Norris, the winner, Daryl Charlier, second, and Mike Reff, third. Logan Robertson finished fourth, and Kyle Lucon, fifth. Six through ten went to Matt Latta, Tim Schaefer, Ben Police, Jeremy Wonderling, and Joe Martin. The next big event for the Rush Dirt Late Model Series at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway will be the annual Joke George Memorial 
on August 6th. I'm Bill Korch, reporting for Rapid on Racing. Almost all streaks eventually come to an end. Congratulations to Mike Norris on becoming the first repeat winner of the 2022 season in the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. The Rush Dirt Late Model Touring Series will return on Saturday, August 6th for the 50-lap Juke George Steel City Classic. You'll want to mark your calendars for that event as Cletus Motorsports always promotes an impressive show in memory of Juke George. Moving on to the PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the same bell rang true for Nick Kachuba. His bad streak of luck in the early stages of the 2022 season came to an end after winning the 15-lap feature event. Nick and his crew have had to overcome significant odds these past few months, and you can hear all about it in this conversation in Victory Lane. But let's make sure that he hears you because he deserves this, ladies and gentlemen. He climbs it. He's going to go up top. Let's hear from the 10 car of Nick Kachuba out of Burgerstown, Pennsylvania. Tell you what, Nick, it's uh, you and I have talked a good bit throughout the course of this season. Um, hasn't been a desirable season for you early stages. Uh, gotten a pretty rough wreck at Larnerville. You've had a pretty couple bad wrecks here at Pittsburgh in the early starts of the season, and uh, it was just a matter of time before you got that monkey off your back. And uh, you're parked on front on the front stretch here. You're in victory lane. Um, this might be that moment now. It might be because let me tell you, I would never imagine this the car really wasn't running right through the corners it kept breaking up and it felt like it was way underpowered um and then it started running hot before that caution came out and i'm in there like what am i do what am i do i saw my brother doing this i don't know if that meant stay out or take the high side but i decided to stay out and take the low side but uh, man it worked we did so much work to this car over the last two weeks to get it back together my dad my dad's an all-star on, on getting this stuff together for me. Um, you know, I've been under the weather for the last week or so, which didn't help the process. Uh, but we had to cut the frame horns off this car, put brand new frame horns on, and it might have been a blessing in disguise because this car just turns so well now. And it was probably pretty messed up for a while. And, uh, this people I got to thank for that. You know, Bill Tennant, BJP Racing, he gave me a new frame or a piece of a frame to use. He said, come get it. Uh, Kurt Habedale, Pearl Heights, had a jig. He said, come borrow this. And like I said, my dad did all the hard work. I just stood there and watched him. Three things come to mind there. The racing community always comes together for one. Uh, two, another thing that comes to mind is this car's been through a lot in its, in its, in its life. Uh, it's pretty much a Frankenstein chassis, as you call it. It's been through so much. And uh, it takes a driver to make this car go around the track. So maybe it's a little bit of credit on the driver as well. I'm just the guy in there pushing the pedals, turning the steering wheel. It takes more than just me. Uh, but you're right, this, this car was new in 2011. I think I'm the third owner of it. Um, and it's been reworked by a couple different people, including us. But, man, man, she's still fast. You got the job done here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the first win of the 2022 season. Driver out of Burgessau, Pennsylvania, Nick Kachuba. Points leader A.J. Poljak finished in the runner-up spot with Daryl Charlier, who filled in for the vacationing Brian Hutchko, rounding out the podium. Frank McGill overcame some slight mechanical issues in hot laps to secure a fourth-place finish, and Jacob Billick out of Newcastle, Pennsylvania, completed the top five. Double-duty driver Daryl Charlier was the heat race winner. The famed Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks lived up to their moniker, providing up to five wide racing in the feature and a three-wide family battle for the win in a heat race. Gary Catellis got the job done in his Hoods Up Quick Lube 65K entry, and it happened to be his first feature win at Dirt's Monster Half Mile since 2009, the same year he won his Soul Points Championship. 
He took a 12-year hiatus from full-time racing after stepping away from his pro stock following the 2010 season. He occasionally filled in for his late brother Craig Catellus when the pro stock needed a driver. Gary has been so close so many times this season, but has come up short, whether due to some simple things like engine complications or just simply the stiff competition that the hobby stock division provides, including three of his own kids. Speaking of his children, Cody Catellus took second, and a trio of Pleasant Hills, Pennsylvania natives would round out the top five with defending points champion Frank McGill finishing third, Stephen Sheltman finishing fourth, and points leader Tony McGill finishing in the fifth position. Frank and Tony McGill took home a 1-2 finish in heat race number one, and as Rush announcer Brian Spade named it, the law firm, Catellus, Catellus, and Catellus finished three wide at the line in heat race number two. Gary Catellus finished ahead of Logan Catellus by just five one thousandths of a second, and Logan Catellus finished ahead of Jonathan Catellus by six one hundredths of a second. Additionally, if you're looking for a championship-winning car and you want to get in on the fun, Stephen Sheltman is selling his hobby stock, turnkey, and ready to race. So reach out to Stephen Sheltman on Facebook for more information. The Crawford Auto Repair Open 4-cylinder saw another father-daughter duo racing for the win and for bragging rights. Susie Rudolph got another notch in her belt and another leg up on her dad as she bested her father, Craig Rudolph, in a five-lap shootout. It was Susie's second win of the season, Second win overall in the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, but not a stranger to Victory Lane as she is the second most winningest driver all time in the Young Gun division. And her father, Craig Rudolph, remains out front in the points championship battle. The future stars of Western Pennsylvania Racing took to the track for the always safe flagging and traffic control Young Gun feature event. The same car that won the last feature from two weeks ago was back in victory lane, but this time it was Cameron Hollister piloting the 44T to its second win of the season. His brother Tyler picked up his first career feature win in that car just two weeks ago, but Cameron wheeled it back to his third career feature win this week. Cameron was elated to get back to winning, but his primary focus this season has been on his hobby stock, and he's eager to get that first win in hobby stock competition. Emmy Laboon finished in second, Zoe Knight took third, Gavin Kakalis was fourth, and Abby Gindelsberger returned after a rollover just three weeks ago over in turn number two. She completed the top five. Next up on the schedule at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is Burke's $1 hot dog night on Saturday, July the 9th. It also happens to be round number three of the Cheplick Packing Hobby Stock miniseries with $500 on the line to win. Cody Catellus was the winner in the first two miniseries races this season and looks to complete the trifecta on the ninth. The Hobby Stocks will be joined by our action event divisions, including the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, and the always safe flagging and traffic control Young Guns. For all scheduling and ticketing information and our point standings, please visit ppms.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. On behalf of the Miley family, we hope you all enjoyed your 4th of July festivities this year and with special thank you to the brave men and women who have served or continue to serve this great country, whether it's through the armed forces or as first responders. It's because of these great people that we can celebrate our freedoms and enjoy the lives we live each day. As a thank you, please join us on Saturday, July 16th for Military and First Responder Night. With proper identification, all former and active military, as well as all active and current first responders, will be admitted for free. Reporting for Rapping on Racing, I'm Tyler Harris. 
Last week, we lost Jack Syack, the tech inspector from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. He was a great guy and a good friend and an excellent tech inspector. I used to talk to him when I was the on-track announcer at Pittsburgh. I would walk over to the scales to make sure that whoever the winner was, that they were legal before I would do the interview. But my favorite memory with Jack was when I was pit steward at Lernerville in the early 90s. We were having a big pure stock race, and I knew that Alan Dellinger, a.k.a. Jim Dandy Jr., would be there with his Dodge, Dodge Dart, I believe, and uh, I was questionable about his motor. So I asked Jack if he would come up and tech the cars for me because I know he was an expert with Chrysler engines. Sure enough, I told the drivers at the meeting, after the feature, top three cars line up behind the pit grandstands. Jack's my tech guy. He starts with the third place car. He's okay. Second place car. He's okay. And he gets the uh, Alan Dellinger's car. And Alan has this smile on his face like the cat that ate the canary because he's thinking, how could this tech guy know anything about Chrysler engines? Jack looks at it. He said, the serial numbers on the block don't match. Your manifold's not the right manifold. You're disqualified. And Alan said, well, that can't be. According to the parts manual, this stuff is all legal. So I said to Alan, Xerox that page from the parts manual and send it to me, and I'll have the track send you the check. Well, I never got the Xerox, and he never got the check. And that was in the 90s. So uh, I thought it was a pretty cool move to have Jack there, and I thanked him for that. He was a great guy, and anybody that ever got to know him always enjoyed talking to him or working with him. Jack, may you rest in peace. We will miss you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. 
On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. The hottest sprint car driver on the eastern seaboard, in my opinion, is A.J. Flick. A.J., thanks for being with us tonight. And thanks for having me on, Don. You might have to argue with Anthony Macri about that one. Well, I don't know him, but I know you. And, and for the new listeners, and we have a lot of them, I want to give them a little background on Flick Racing. Pee-wee, Grandpap, he won the championship in a late model in 1973. Your dad won it in a modified in 1994, and you won your first one in 2015. It seems like every 21 years, uh, one of the flicks is going to win the championship. Yeah, that's a pretty cool stat. We didn't realize that until somebody brought it to our attention back in uh, 2015 when I won my first title. I don't know if I can continue that trend. I don't have any babies coming out on the horizon, so I guess that's a good thing. I can still focus on my own racing, but... Uh, at least our three generations, grandfather, father, and myself, we took uh, all three premier titles at Lernerville. So that was pretty cool. A lot of history with the Flick family racing. You know, uh, this year you have eight wins. Uh, it was kind of ironic that uh, last year you, you had uh, th- four wins, but none of them at Lernerville. What causes a change like that? I mean, you, you and your crew are doing the same thing now that you did then. Uh, we were in a way. Um, I could talk to you for 20 minutes on what actually went down, but uh, long story short, we were just fighting a car last year um, that really didn't fit my liking, but I had destroyed so much equipment at the beginning of the year, just mechanical failures, causing wrecks, and getting caught up in other people's accidents. It was just a very unfortunate start to 2021, and it put us in a position where we were forced to use a race car that I wasn't very comfortable with, and I just didn't get along with it very well. Um, we had always been quick at sharing. We're pretty much always a top three car there, but we found a little bit of speed this year that helped us pick off two wins already. We've continued to carry our Tri-City speed over that we had last year when we got three wins. And then last year at uh, Lernerville, we, we won the title. We couldn't win a race, but we were always a top three car. And we just put some more pieces together, and it helped get us back to that number one category. And now we're able to start at the back, start up front, and I have a lot more confidence we're able to hit our marks better roll around the top, roll around the bottom, and just pass race cars. Now, you have five titles at Lernerville now. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. And your team, you know, uh, hard workers and, and just really, really dedicated to your program, and you always thank them. And what I, what I'm, uh, what I really like is you always thank your sponsors. And I firmly believe if you ever – decide to hang up your helmet, you ought to do a seminar on how drivers should thank their sponsors because, you know, you got a lot of them, and occasionally you might miss one, but the following 
week when you win again, you make sure you make a fuss over them. And uh, what do you got, about 12 or 15 sponsors you have to remember? Yeah, it gets pretty tough sometimes, especially when you start adding in the product sponsors. Um, I mean, I definitely don't think I'm the best talker out there. I definitely get a little gun-shy in front of a crowd, but uh, it's always a little bit easier when you have a little bit of adrenaline pumping through your veins after a good victory. Uh, We have a lot of great partners on our team. A lot of the issues that I run into is that I start to forget the people and the crew because I'm so worried about trying to make sure I get all our sponsors listed. Uh, But the the crew guys are always pretty nice about it. They know how how we do it for fun, and um, everybody's a good joke around here, so they never get upset by it. I uh, was on the wrong page uh, when I talked to your mom yesterday because if we go back two weeks ago, I talked to your grandmother, Lois. And uh, we well, we talked for about 45 minutes, a lot of history and a lot of stories. And she said she couldn't get uh, the Internet program to see you race. And I said, how can we fix that? Well, your mom said she can see all his races. I guess you put them up on YouTube. Is that right? Yeah, first and foremost, my grandmother's just an absolute blessing. Obviously, her and my grandfather started this whole process, and I wouldn't be here without her. Um, I'll be sure to try and get this link out to her so she can hear, but uh, she means the world to me and the rest of our family. So uh, all these wins, it's for her, it's for everybody else that supports us too. But um, long story short, uh, yeah, my mother films all the races we're at, just little Sony camera, video recorder, and I'll take the cameras every Monday. And while I'm working here at home, I'll end up uploading all the camera. I'll edit everything as quick as I can, try and get stuff uploaded, and I'll get the races up on YouTube. Uh, A lot of people will think I do it to try and make YouTube money or get views, stuff like that, and that's not the case at all. I do it for myself just to see if I can improve anywhere, see how the cars work and things like that. Uh, We struggled seeing the car for a couple years, um, just trying to make it work on slick tracks, but I think it's helped us over the past year or so, and we've started to get a little bit better, and the car seems to have a little bit more better attitude and all that comes back to my mother, her filming and just all the good work that the crew has put in and just practice getting seat time and making the car better. Something else I noticed on Facebook, uh, you've got quite an elaborate line of uh, AJ Flick souvenirs. Let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, we've worked pretty hard at that. Uh, over the 2020 season and 2021 when we weren't having much success, I mean, I'll be honest, we didn't sell as much merchandise. We still have a lot of loyal fans, a lot of loyal supporters, but we were probably ordering a little bit too much. Uh, So we ended up having a little bit of stock left over. And I would give some away or drop them in price for Christmas sales and stuff like that. But we're pretty much caught up now. And now that we're winning again, a lot of people are going on to AJSlickRacing.com, purchasing some more items. We've got a lot of hats for sale, uh, many wing boards. Uh, We've done four-time champion shirts, five-time champion shirts. Uh, I think I'm going to try and get Western PA Speed Week shirts made up because that was a pretty cool week in our lives. And then we've been doing T-shirts every year now through Austin Wheatley, just standard deuce on the loose designs from 2021. And then uh, we have a chaos detected design coming up that is kind of like a cybernetic kind of deal design, and it looks really cool too. So that was our debut for our 2020 merchandise and seems to be selling pretty well now too. There's a lot more stuff that we have in mind, but then you got to start getting into tax brackets and um, what items need to be charged to customers and it's just a whole different deal for tax id numbers and stuff and we haven't worried too much about that we're still just that standard family operation me mom and dad and we pretty much make all our calls and with everybody working it's hard to dedicate all the extra time to 
things like merchandise and having merchandise trailers and keeping track of inventory, stuff like that. We do the best we can, and I'd like to get a little bit bigger in that over the course of our career here, but right now is probably just not the time. Fans, if you just joined us, we're talking to A.J. Flick, sprint car driver who's winning a lot of races. How did the uh, souvenir thing come to be? How did that get started? Uh, my dad never really got shirts made up much when he was younger or when he was racing. So, um, he would get shirts made maybe once every three, four five years. I had a couple of them and, uh, it was always real cool to me that when I was growing up, you could get shirts made with your race car on it and sell them to people that cared about you. So, uh, in the street stock, we got shirts made up one year that was in 2011. Um, they were cool for being our first shirt, but they, it wasn't my favorite design. And then once we got in sprint cars, we got shirts made up every single year. And uh, we had a lot of success our rookie season. Uh, we started selling T-shirts out. Um, I didn't have a website or anything, but we were getting orders through Facebook, and we were shipping shirts to, like, uh, Colorado and a couple of California and down to Florida and Texas. And our family was wanting them, and they're scattered all around the globe. And I had a couple orders that got sent to Australia and Canada. And then I got a website built, and I designed the website. We built everything and held a merchandise page through Shopify.com, and it's just been growing ever since. And the more and more products we get released, the more and more people that get interested. It's so much easier for us to hold sales. If we win, I'll usually provide discounts to people. Uh, we hand out giveaways. We can keep track of inventory a lot better. So it's been a huge blessing for us. And uh, like I said earlier, I'd love to branch out and start to get more items on there, but um, it's just it's a little bit more difficult to do that. So for right now, we'll just worry about what's probably most popular to the fans, t-shirts, hoodies, zip up hoodies, hats, beanies, uh, some small merchandise, like mini wing panels, can koozies, things like that. Uh, we might branch out into other things a little bit later, but for right now, I think we're doing pretty good with what we have available. How about if you mention the website? So some of the listeners can visit. Yeah, for sure. AJFlickRacing.com. Uh, there's tabs across the top, click the gear page. And that's going to take you to our Shopify account. Uh, once you log on to the Shopify account, there's probably 15 to 25 different products on there available. Some discounted, uh, some at standard price because it's still new. But follow out throughout the entire year. Follow me on Facebook, AJFlickRacing.com, and uh, we'll see how many sales and orders and stuff. And we always do a bunch of giveaways, too, so follow along and be a part of it. Now, I've heard this Shopify advertisement for people that are doing this. How does that work? Well, uh, when I had first gotten my website made up, our gear and merchandise page went through the original creator. Um, but if I needed to change anything or change any sort of inventory, it was a pain in the butt. Um, we had to go through him to do it. It was much more difficult. There was a time delay. Uh, if I wanted something to change right away, it, it wasn't going to happen. It was usually a week out. So I had to prepare everything in advance. And then anytime we got new items, it was a long time to get them uploaded to the site because it had to go through him and he had other customers in front of him. But um, I ended up doing a little bit of research, and my website creator was totally on board with me trying to figure something else out. He understood the logistics of it all and understood that it was difficult for him to meet those demands. So we ended up uh, agreeing to a Shopify account. He was able to link all the pages together. And since then, I designed the Shopify account. I'm the one that uploads all the products, the pictures. I can set sales, discounts at any time I want to. Uh, I can set it from my phone on an app. I can upload new products. I can delete old products. I can just do everything with the touch of a button. So 
when we added our 2022 merch on, I just had to upload all the pictures to the Shopify account, add in all the inventories, all the sizes, all the colors, and I was able to create it and put it onto the site within 15, 20 minutes. So uh, now when we go to the racetrack, anything that we sell, we just keep a list of it. And once we get back home, we just go back onto our app for Shopify and just uh, deduct the inventory till we get down to what we want. And the online website's ready to roll. If there's any sort of issues or somebody places a fake account, Shopify is able to notify us and we're able to go back and either refund it or decline the purchase, whatever it may be. So it's always real, real convenient. It helps a lot of our customers. That's impressive. Okay, so let's say Joe Bag of Donuts goes to Shopify, and then is there like a search thing for AJ Flick? How does that transpire? No, the Shopify isn't a search engine as far as I understand. Uh, basically, all you would have to do is go to ajflickracing.com. So just type in ajflickracing.com, and once you're on my page, you can click the gear and merchandise section. And once you click that section, it'll take you to the Shopify account that I created. And from that Shopify account, you can select uh, merchandise, add it to your cart. You can pay for your purchase, credit card, or uh, use a PayPal account. And you can also uh, look at what shipping costs and everything is. And uh, when I get on my Shopify account under my personal login information, I can see what kind of activity we have going on, how many people are active, uh, what kind of items people were looking to buy, if somebody had items in their cart and backed out of it. And then I also have the option, too, where if customers or fans want to put in their email, we can send them uh, mass emails that can show them if there's a discount coming up or if they left something in their cart or forgot to place an order. So it's just been real convenient for everybody. We haven't had any issues with it at all. That's amazing. I am impressed, uh, not only by your driving, but by your your business approach here for this merchandise. And, you know, every little bit helps as far as funding the team. And it sounds like you've got a really precious way for fans to get the merchandise. Yeah, it's, it's busy. Uh, there's a lot of people that think I just show up and drive, and uh, they don't understand that I'm literally in charge of everything, car, crew, truck, trailer, the entire operation here's mine on top of all the merchandise, the inventory. I take care of all the orders, all the parts, any repairs, the whole nine yards. So it can definitely be stressful and overwhelming at the same time, but that's why we have a good crew and a good family. My mother helps a lot with the merchandise at the track along with my girlfriend. And then if there's anything that I have to take care of on my end with the website or any sort of updates to the Shopify account, if I can't make it down to the garage right away, my crew is here. They're busting butts, and they know exactly what to do to get the car ready for me. So uh, it's definitely a bag of tricks, that's for sure. But so far, so good. Um, I know for a fact that if I run into issues, i got a lot of people backing me that can help me out, and they're willing to step in for me. Well, do you know why people think you just show up and drive? Your dad and your Uncle Doug, Anytime I'd walk down there and, and I'd say, where's AJ? Uh, he'll get here when it's race time. So they're a bad influence on your image. Well, I can tell you one thing. I don't get off work till 5.15 now. So when I get to Lernerville, it's barely at the nick of time. Yeah. I have to leave. I have to get off work, and then it takes me about 40, 45 minutes to get to Lernerville. So I get there at 6 o'clock, and then uh, I think Pildraw ends at 6 or 6.15, and they're doing engine heat right away too. So yeah. it can definitely get pretty stressful. And now they've got all kinds of construction going on near our house and on 66, and they got road shut down. We're taking back roads. People are hitting deer everywhere. So it's been delaying a lot of traffic for sure. Well, you're doing one heck of a job. I thank you for being with us tonight. And good luck at the Silver Cup. <laughs> thank you very much, Don. 
we definitely talked a lot more uh, about other things than just racing today. It was a good call. Yes. Okay. Well, you have a good evening. Thank you, Don. You too. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Fans, we're back with A.J. Flick. A.J., I want to apologize. We came up on a commercial break, and I had to cut you short. But uh, we were talking about how well you treat your sponsors, and I know you wanted to thank them. And since we couldn't fit it in on that break, I'd like you to acknowledge them right now. Thank you, Don, for giving me this opportunity. Uh, First and foremost, to the crew, Mom, Dad, my girlfriend, Ashley, uh, they support me through thick and thin. All the guys on our crew, uh, my Uncle Doug, he's been with us for a long time now, and he knows these cars inside and out. Um, all the Daves, Dave Ferguson, Tracy Ferguson, Nick, Alina, Parker, all those guys, Joe Harris, uh, Rod, uh, BJ, all the guys that come out and help, uh, Brian and Jordan. And then, obviously, we wouldn't be able to do it without the financial backing from our partners also. Uh, Ferguson Heating and Air Conditioning, Fence by Maintenance Service, um, Chernegi Construction, Red Robin Gourmet Burgers, uh, Stanford's Glass. On top of that, we got J.D. Byrider out in Monroeville here. Molly Pistons. We just got a lot of good support from a lot of good people, and I really appreciate them constantly coming back in uh, year after year and believing in me. And uh, With all our wins this year, I've been in touch with a lot of them. They've all been extremely happy with our performances, and I, I just feel like it's a cultivation of a lot of hard work paying off. Well, you mentioned Red Robin when you win that everybody's going to get a chance to eat. And I have a funny Red Robin story. It's got nothing to do with you, but it's my wife's favorite restaurant in Mooresville. And the last couple of times, we maybe went there once a week, we came uh, across this uh, server. Her name is Margie. And uh, she's so funny. I mean, if she was near Lernerville, you'd want to have her on your crew because uh, people couple tables away from us uh, uh, they ordered they got their food and someone forgot the lettuce and tomato and she said 
well, the kitchen staff are a bunch of jerks. And the customer didn't know what to think. And then they all started laughing, and she became their favorite server. I mean, this woman's amazing. And uh, we just love uh, going to Red Robin, and hopefully each time we win, Margie is our server. Well, again, uh, I'm telling you, if time is a magazine, but if you ever had the time to do a seminar on thanking sponsors, you've got it figured out. I'd be blessed to, for sure. Yes. I still don't think I'm the best talker, but I think we could give it a shot. And I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are even uh, more gun shy and afraid to speak in front of crowds than than what I am. I mean, there's there's a lot of times where I look up at the crowd and I'm like, man, I hope I don't forget what I say. But uh, at the same point too, you know, you got to go through it. So suck it up, be a man, and get out what you need to say. Thank everybody that deserves to be thanked. That's the way I've always thought about it. Well, when you think about gun shy, when I used to do on track interviews and Bob Waring would win. He'd look at the microphone like it was a gun. I mean, he'd back up and one or two word answers. When when he won number 600 at Pittsburgh, I asked him, how do you feel? Okay. And then he came back and he won 601. Boy, this is amazing. 600, 601. He said, yeah. I mean, it, it just drove me crazy. So you're on the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum than that one. That was also his 600 and 600 and first time being in victory lane, and he's probably said enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still only on my 40th time in victory lane. Yeah. So I still have a lot more things to say. Well, I thank you again. You have a nice evening. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Have a great night, bud. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George, 
Ford Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoon Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobby Stock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. And now more Rappin' on Racing with your host Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Hey, we're here at the Jennerstown Speedway, and as promised, we are joined by Robert Johnson, Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania. And Robert, as I said before we went on here, uh, you know, we've reached a milestone here, and it's two years ago since you and all your hard work started to get the doors open again at local racetracks. Uh, you know, that was a long two years ago, and it's been a long haul ever since. So talk about the work you put into that. Well, Jim, thanks for the interview. Um, you know, there was a lot of effort put in when COVID hit back in the March of 2020. We had a pretty massive effort among the racetracks across the state to get all of our tracks reopened. And again, not to don't want to rehash too much here, but I do want to mention the, the effort that was made by a lot of tracks, particularly here in Western Pennsylvania, uh, Jennerstown, where we're at right now, uh, Pittsburgh, another track did a lot of work, Lernerville, and then a number of tracks in South Central PA, including BAPS and Lincoln, which, which had good relationships with their local officials, and their local officials encouraged them to open up. So long and short of it is that a lot of PA tracks were open for a good part of the summer of 2020, while tracks in nearby states, Maryland, Ohio, New Jersey, New York, all had trouble. So we were real happy with that. So what have we been doing since then? Well, we did an economic impact report early in 2021 that we got some professors down at Washington and Jefferson College, Rob and Leslie Dunn, uh, who are who out of Washington and Jefferson College in Washington, PA. They did an economic report on, Pencil, on Pennsylvania. What does racing mean in Pennsylvania? And the, and, the, and the answer is it's a $2.5 billion impact in PA with 21,000 jobs, 5,000, I think it's almost 5,000 race teams, uh, almost nearly 3 million fans a year. Big numbers, big, big numbers. Okay, why did we do a report? Well, we wanted to, to get the examples of the benefits racing's bringing to Pennsylvania. So we took that report to Harrisburg this time last year. It was late in the budget process. Legislators were, were impressed with the report. We had legislators at the racetracks all last summer in 2021. We're doing that again here in 2022. 
Right now is budget season in Harrisburg. This is when the legislature decides on the budget. State budgets go from July 1st to June 30th. So I was in Harrisburg last week basically advocating for some grant funding for racetracks to be put in this year's budget. I'm probably going to go back up next week, coming this week coming up, and maybe even the next week. Again, the, the effort is to get some grant money in there for racetracks. Uh, what does that mean? Maybe a racetrack would get a five dollars or $10,000 grant from the state, probably from the Pennsylvania Department of Community and Economic Development. There might be a local match required, but that local match could be labor, it could be equipment, it could be materials, maybe not in cash, but a local match. That's the way to get this started. We have had some discussions with legislators, with, with, with appropriations. We've had a discussion with Pennsylvania Department of Community and Economic Development, DCED. So we're working hard and diligently on that through the rest of this month. The other thing I want to mention, Jim, is, is the race hauler issue. You know, this, this is a, an issue that's been more of a problem in central Pennsylvania than it has been in western Pennsylvania. But we still have race haulers taking their race cars to the racetracks. And, and state police periodically have been stopping these haulers, saying that they are in violation of state regulation, something called Title 75, which is the code for all truck driving in PA. Um, we need, we're trying to get some amendments to that. One of the amendments we're looking at is, is it anything weighing under 26,000 pounds, whether it would be just a hauler or whether it would be a, a truck in, a, in, 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 the, in the car, truck, you know, truck in the gate. Anything under 26,000 pounds would be, le would be legal. In other words, there would be no need for a CDL license or other requirements. Uh, we're hopeful we can get this legislation moving in what's called the House Transportation Committee and get it passed into law at some point. Uh, one of the more interesting challenges of this are something called you know, your toter homes. So you're taking your toter home to the racetrack, your camper, and you've got your race car on a trailer behind the camper. That probably weighs in excess of 26,000 pounds. We're trying to figure out a way of dealing with that. Input, input, any, any input here from the audience would be helpful on that. I can give you my email, my phone number. But we're working on that issue as well. We, we don't want to have race cars, we don't want race teams going to racetracks being stopped by the state police. It's just something we're trying to find a way to make sure we can ensure that in the future. We've had some high profile drivers get stopped in Pennsylvania. It has actually happened over the last three or four years. So we're trying to work on that issue. So I'm going to play devil's advocate with you here because I'm a class A CDL holder. Uh, I drive a tractor trailer for a living. I don't, I don't do this for a living. I drive a tractor trailer for a living. And I am concerned when I think that there are people out there driving along their si alongside of me, whether it's a toter home or a, another truck, that may not have the experience or the training they need to actually handle that vehicle. That toter home with a stacker trailer behind it, that's a lot of vehicle, Robert. Yeah, the toter homes, uh, and Jim, your, your point is well taken. The, ho the toter home issue is something we're going to, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a little bit complicated. We're just trying to figure out what, what would be acceptable and what wouldn't be acceptable in terms of recreational versus commerce and commercial use. I think our better chance is probably to get the to make sure we have a, the, the, the race, the truck and the car not weighing over 26,000 pounds with a regular truck and a regular, in a regular, in a, in a regular, uh, 
you know, regular trailer. I think we're probably on better ground on that. However, we are, if there was a way to work that safely with the Toter homes, we might want to pursue it. We're talking to Robert Johnson, Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania. We're going to talk about what the future holds for his position, what is next on his agenda, and frankly, we want to know how steep a walk it is down these halls of Harrisburg when we come back with more Rapid on Racing. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whaled Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. And now more Rapping on Racing with your hosts Don Gamble and Jim Zufall. Back more now with Robert Johnson, Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania. We already talked about the, the things you did. You got us back out of the, the darkness of COVID. We came out of that tunnel for the most part. Uh, you know, we, we don't know where that road is going to take us eventually, uh, but we're back racing. We have full crowds. Uh, again, we're at the Jennerstown Speedway tonight. We have a nice full grandstand down here. Um, we, you know, we have people being cautious uh, for the most part. Some people are not. It is what it is, Robert. Um, you did some great work work uh for the listeners uh, i like to call robert my favorite lobbyist although he's the only lobbyist i know but uh, that that still stands you did a lot of work uh and have done a lot of work for the last two years i say you walk up and down the halls of harrisburg how steep are those halls well they they can be steep uh right now politics is it's it's you know it's a real contact sport uh, and that would, you know, that would be in, on both ends, whether you're on the Republican end or on the Democrat end. Right now, you have a Republican legislature with the Democrat governor. There's always a lot of challenges in moving things forward, so it's never easy. And it's, if anything, it's probably getting to be more challenging. Now, this year in 2022, we've got there's there's a lot of federal money in there, 
we have a lot more federal money the state has so there's no you know there's not going to be voting for any tax increases the question is where they're going to go with some of this money as i mentioned we're trying to get some funding in for grant for some some at least get a small grant program going for the racetracks but there are other issues going on too and in a couple of them would let me give you two examples one would be broadband the state has set up a broadband authority to take again federal money and try to expand broadband into rural areas. You'll go to a lot of racetracks. Some racetracks are really up to speed on broadband, others are not. But the challenges down the road is how do we get broadband at some racetracks, maybe that don't have it, maybe they're in a rural area. So, but there is funding available and that's going to be a challenge going forward. Another thing that's being looked at out there is you know, electric charging stations. Now right now, of course, we only have Elon Musk and Tesla. But there's also yet more federal money out there to, to install electric charging stations. Now, most racetracks right now probably don't need that, but it's something that where the future is going and what we want to be looking at. Uh, and then always, Jim, always, we're always you know, wanting to guard ourselves on environmental issues, on sound issues, to make sure we're in compliance and make sure that the racing community is being represented. Uh, we're, we want to do more economic impact. We think the economic impact are good arguments. Uh, I, think we're, I think there's more to do with Pennsylvania tourism. We've had a call with PA tourism. I think PA tourism is starting to recognize the value of the tracks. But again, I think there's a lot more to do there long term. So I'm going to guess the answer to this is, is varied, uh, but I'm curious, how well are you and the ideas you bring to Harrisburg, how well is the, are they received? I, I don't. I see very little uh, objection to when when we when I go meet with the legislature, they seem to get it. They seem to be getting it. They understand the value. I think it's a matter of staying in front of them, keeping in front of them, and I, I can't say this enough. Uh, like here at Jennerstown, uh, Billy Rebar has had his state rep here many times, his state senator here many times. If you're a racetrack out there, you need to get your legislators to the racetrack, no matter what kind of racing you're doing. And the reason is that some legislators don't understand racing. They just don't know what it is. Until they see it, if they've ever been to a racetrack on a Friday or Saturday night, they don't know what it is. So if there's a challenge, it's the education piece of getting a representative to their track so that they do understand what's going on. So we're at a circle track. I used to meet you where I worked at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We're at a circle track now. Uh, That scope goes well beyond circle tracks of what you do. 25 miles from here, we have one of the longest established drag uh, drag race uh, facilities in Keystone Raceway Park. Uh, We have a road course in in southwestern Pennsylvania at, at Pit Race, and there's so much more beyond that. Are those places on your plate as well? The answer is yes, Jim. The answer is yes, Jim. A uh, little bit of racing in behind us here. Uh, we have had the appropriations chair for the state house at Pitt Race, the road course over in Beaver County. We've actually had him on the racetrack there. He, he got a tour of the racetrack, and he was in, 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 in the staff put him out on the racetrack for a visit around the track where he got in the car. Uh, today, today we had the big high point event, the big motocross event, which is down in Greene County. Now. You know, they talk about bringing the U.S. Open to Oakmont once every six, seven years. It comes to Oakmont. Well, that race at High Point, the Lucas Oil Motocross event at High Point, brings $20, $25 million a year into the green, the green County, a very, very rural county in southwest PA. 
that's the equivalent of a us open like every five years so yes it's our our effort is all across motorsports and and we are we in 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 the other thing i want to highlight as i've said before is grassroots racing if you need help with your local tracks you call us at the motorsports console you can find us on the web you can find us on facebook we will help you uh, we don't have a fee for that our our effort is support grassroots so if you need help and you want to get a you want to get a go-kart track going you want to do anything let us know once again robert johnson has joined us again we want to thank you robert for your efforts you got us back racing again and it looks like you're just going to keep banging away at harrisburg and and you know leveling the playing field for racing where some other sports have it easy racing often is an uphill climb once again thank you robert thank you jim this portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine. Stop in and see what they have. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're at Lernerville Speedway, and we kind of got a, a, a great story here. And I'm with three gentlemen, Mike Turner, Dave Murdick, and Rick Rogalski. And Mike, you've raced for years and years and years in, in the modified division, and you've tried to get that elusive win. And for so many people, it's difficult. And you've tried, you tried, you've had success. And, you know, this year with all the shortages that we see between tires and parts and you haven't had a chance to get your motor back together. So you kind of stepped out of the car and you went to Rick Rogalski and said, Rick, okay, we're going to put your 360 motor in the car and our 358, I guess that's what it is. I'm thinking sprint cars there. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. And um, we're going to go run. Well, you went out and... I think it was maybe the first couple times you went out to Hinton Valley and then 
great, great story. You put it in victory lane. Not only was it your first win, but it was the first one for Mike with that car, but as a team owner. And I know it was a real special moment for the both of you. Yeah, um, we came here the first few nights and we kept stepping on our PPs and uh, we put a wrong tire on one night. We put a used up tire on the next night. We tried to figure the gear out and once we were kind of going on the right track, we figured Hidden Valley would have a bunch of cars and we went out there and uh, I've been telling him for, uh, I don't know, I think this may be my eighth or ninth year that whenever we won one, I was going to give him the trophy to give to his dad because his dad's the reason why he's been doing this so long. And uh, between his dad and the Murdochs, because he's been helping them for, what, a 20 three years 20 30 whatever whatever mix and match deal is but that's been the plan the whole time the first one was his for his dad no matter what happened so at least we got it but, but the great part it was like you've had some non-qualifier wins rick but to win that first win it, it's no matter where it is what it is how many cars it's always special yeah um a lot of people called i mean i think there was there was six or eight cars there whenever whenever it started and it petered out there wasn't a whole bunch of cars at the end but um it, like in five years, six years, two years, nobody's gonna know how many cars was there. Matt Williamson called me and I told him the same thing. I said, I really didn't beat a bunch of people. He's like, Well you beat Jimmy Holden and uh, and you know, he's like he's like a couple years from now he said nobody's gonna know what it is, all they're gonna see is it's a win. Well the great part of that is in most cases, no one knows who finishes second anyways, right? Yeah, we're yeah, we're we're only there to win. We ain't there to run second. Yeah. So Mike you had Rick in the car, and then he decides to, he's going to get some surgery on his shoulder, so he, I guess the wind uh, went to his head. Now, he had a pre-planned uh, surgery there, get the old left arm fixed up, and he told me he's going to be back in the car in a couple of weeks, so, so we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see that, but you know, you got that first win, and then you time tab longtime friend Dave Murdoch to drive the car up at Mercer. And I don't know. I mean, it's, maybe your dad, maybe the trophy gave you gave you some inspiration or something, and said like, you know, hey, we need another one. And you know, you you put Dave in the car, so you had Rick in there. What made you put Dave? in? obviously, it was I mean, that's like a no brainer. But the success that he's had in his his Hall of Fame career, you put him in the car. Yeah, when you, whenever we think of Mercer, and Dad always said it too, if I ever had had a good car to put somebody in, it'd be Davey at Mercer. Because out of the the general population of drivers right now, he's probably one of the best at Mercer, I would say, of the, the people running currently. And me, I tip myself, I don't really care for Mercer, but it's getting better. Tracks and the tracks coming around. I don't mind going there. Again, some people, it, it, you know, you have a track that it's absolutely your kryptonite. And there's other tracks that you just, no matter what you do, you run. And like Mike said, Dave, you always just run as long as I've known you, which is probably going on 30 years. You've run well up there, but it had to be a special moment when you saw the white flag. I mean, you've won so many, and you've won so many up there. But to do it in Mike's car and do it, you know, and his dad was in the back of your mind. Yeah, I actually uh, thought about it earlier tonight that, uh, you know, I was hoping Dwayne would push us along here and, and get us, especially when we're starting on a pool, you know. And uh, maybe he did ride with us because we needed a little bit uh, of luck with everything that happened in the, during the race there. Uh, but uh, it worked out for us, so it was really special. As good as you can be, luck is always part of this sport. You just never know what's going to happen. And, and like we talked earlier this season, and I know you've had a long career and 
I often joke with you is like, you know, when's it going to be? Uh, Mike's not so much because I guess there's some people there just saying there, there's no boat, there's no trailer. Uh, you're going racing. Rick, we, we, it's in your blood too. So I got a you, boat and a trailer. Uh, well, you got a boat and a trailer, a restaurant and a race car. So you got you, you have the, the quadruple of all the toys. But uh, Mike, just to wrap things up, you know, you've been out of the car. How special was it been to for these two guys to give you your first two wins? Now, I know you didn't want to do it yourself, but I, I just want to go into your head a little bit. When Rick gave you that trophy, I know it was emotional. When you went to the cemetery and you placed it on the gravesite, I know tears had to be flowing. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It's been a long time coming. He he tried his damnedest with me, and. Uh, Oh, uh, we're just uh, just don't have the funding behind us and stuff, and it's it's hard now. And it was really great to get the first one. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. Like in anything, it, like you said, in you know, Davey and Rick, you know, it's this sport's gotten to be so expensive, and each and every year, that when you're battling shortages like we are now in the economy that we're in, it's just tough to get to get to the track, let alone trying to get a win. But you know, guys, I really commend you for what you did for Mike. You know, picked up two wins, and and he's bouncing around here like a little kid, you know, at Christmas time. And and any final thoughts? And, and let's just shout out to the people that help you uh, there's a lot of people and there's one special one and then there's also your your sponsors uh, ever since dad passed away it's always been on the right front corner it'll always be on the right front corner of any car I drive or own uh, Eldorado Welding uh, Rockhouse Bar and Grill Davies helped me out a ton over the years uh, Murdoch's Auto Parts uh, McBride Construction uh, Herman Mini Mart, uh, Dan, De- yeah, she she washes the car every week, takes care of some of the tires during the night. Whatever I need her to do, she steps right up. Feeds us. <laughs> yeah, feeds us, keeps us all. Yeah, that, that, that's about, like like Don Gamble always says, you know. And then we have so many people in this sport, like Lexi, whatever she builds motors and stuff like that. You know, she's told me, you know, she started off sweeping a broom, and into where she is right now, but. As Don always says, the backbone of any race team are the women, whether it's mom, aunts, daughter, or girlfriend, somebody, they keep you guys in line. And like I said, the, huh? Somebody else's girlfriend. Oh, well, hey, <laughs> that's just, that's a racer's thing here. We won't get into that, Rick. But, you know, Mike, it's been great talking to you, Dave and Rick, and uh, best of luck the rest of the season, and congratulations on the two wins. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off.
Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by RPS Financial Solutions. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're talking to Chaz Woolbert. And Chaz, I've interviewed you a lot, not so much for Rapid on Racing, so welcome to Rapid on Racing. Thank you. A lot of time it's been in Victory Lane predominantly at Pittsburgh, because that's where I normally see you at, you took the jump to share into the big block modifieds. And for yourself, I think a lot of times you've really accomplished everything you possibly could have done in the crate division. And you have some great mentors. And I, I talk to a lot of people, and uh, with Russell King, you, you have that experience with him, with the, with the, the, uh, the crate car. But yet, yeah, you know, this year you jumped in, and lo and behold, last week I was kind of walking through the pits, and I really, to be honest with you, I should be ashamed of myself. I wasn't really following your race because I was doing some more interviews after the race, and I look and I see a, a, a red three coming down the thing. I said, "Oh my God, Chaz Wolbert won!" And you've won so many times, but anytime you do something in a different division, and, and I think we want you to tell the listeners. Like, one, how the victory felt, but two, the difference that you feel between going from that crate car into the thing, and it's just, there's a complete, even though they look very similar, they're a completely different animal. Well, first off, you know, uh, you're saying with all the help from my mentor, Russ King, I don't say that a lot, and he don't want to hear it, but uh, I mean, I think it was six years ago now, we bought a sportsman together to just uh, potentially flip, and then I fell in love with it, so we ended up building it for me, and you know, we've not only built a friendship, but you know, I, I, he's family to me, whether he claims me or not, but uh, 
you know, we push ideas back and forth, mainly him telling me, don't drive stupid, uh, don't That's do like too much. Black. Exactly, black. Yeah. exactly. I'm sure somebody told him that at one time, so he's passing on that information, but he's helped me so much, and, uh, you know, when you have good people like that, and, uh, you know, we try to run as standard as possible and just uh, learn to drive more and more every week uh, because it is a big difference from the sportsman um, suspension wise I mean you know in the rush deal we had to run right side panar bars uh, you know sealed shocks and different tires but Hoosier but a different compound and you know the D300 tires we run here they're wider uh, you know we can have shocks that have different valving uh, you know, we can run different springs. You know, we can run bump stops. We can run rubbers in our springs. Uh, left side panar bar. It's it's a lot there that's different. And, of course, the horsepower difference. I tell everybody, you know, they're like, what's the big difference? I said everything past quarter throttle because you, you don't really know how much torque and horsepower is there until you really get on it. And uh, Lernerville is a testimony that that it'll take every bit of motor you have when it's uh, when it's wet and wide open here. That little truck motor can only go so fast, and that's what you're used to. I know down to Pittsburgh, I used to hear the pop, 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 which meant you were on the rev limiter, so you were reaching it. And usually on a, on a big walk, you probably never use all the power. No, I don't think we got anywhere close to that yet. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get closer every week to utilize everything we have. But, uh, you know, I got such an awesome car. Uh, Bicknell builds a great chassis. Uh, Kevlar builds a great motor, and uh, we tried to do the best with our program this year, so the only excuse we have of not being successful is the driver. So, uh, you know, with that being the only excuse, uh, it only tells me every week that I just got to get better and drive better and drive smarter, and uh, it's awesome. It's fun. Uh, found a love for racing again uh, because, you know, the crate stuff is awesome, and I think it's the best way to go, but, uh, you know, We've won a lot. We had fun with it, and I'm not taking anything away from that. But, uh, you know, just to have something else to look forward to and push yourself to do better, uh, it's it's nice. It's a nice goal to have. As you've won at so many different tracks, but to pick up your first big block win at Lernerville, of all places, in the back of your mind, you thought it was going to happen someday, but you probably didn't think it was going to happen someday this soon. No, no. I, uh, You know, it's a dream of mine ever since I was a kid uh, to run modifieds uh, coming from mod lights and everything. They resemble a big block. And, uh, you know, to run a big block this year and to win a feature event here at Lernerville, uh, I didn't think it would happen at all, let alone this uh, this early. And uh, just, it's so surreal right now, to, and I haven't absorbed it yet either. I'm sure there's some great photos, so that'll always be special. But uh, we just want to, again, congratulations from, you know, myself and Don and Rapid on Racing on that first win. And hopefully to maybe see another one sneak in this year again. But like you said, you're having fun. That's the most important thing. And the more seat time you get in the big block, the better and better you're going to get. And like I said, between Russell, and I know Russell doesn't give you any slack. I had an interview with Ben Eastler, and, you know, Ben's 15. He said, he don't give him no slack. So, you know, I know it's like when you come come off the track, you usually – Thank God the kids aren't around. Right. I mean, honestly, though, uh, we've developed a relationship over the years that uh, he's pretty easy on me at the track. Now, off the track, he's got to bust me a little bit, of course. But, uh, you know, we have a great time, and uh, 
you know, you'll see us bounce around a little bit, you know, referring to seat time. You'll see us bounce around a little bit. We'll waste some fuel, and we'll go to New York and run just to try to get seat time and get better at different tracks. So, uh, you know, we're we're glad to do that, be able to do it. We have great sponsors, uh, you know, and just to be able to do this, it's it's awesome. When you look at some of the guys on the Cup Series, Larson, uh all these guys running sprint cars, modified. It's just it hones their skills. Well, we hear that side of the car revving up in the background. We got hot laps coming up again. Congratulations on the, your first win, period. Especially at Lernerville, best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you, and it's uh, it's great to be you know with all these guys in the big block division. I've always looked up to since I was a kid, so it's awesome to be able to do it with them. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by RPS Financial Solutions. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George Steel City Classic and the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial. Other special events include the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series, the Boss Wingless Sprint Car Series, the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series Ed LeBoo Memorial, the Red Miley Rumble, the Thunder on the Dirt Vintage Modifieds, the Hobbystock Invitational, and more. For our full schedule and all track information, check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and on Twitter at PA Motor Speedway. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. Up next is some local short track results. Eric Rudolph captures the Sid Unvergat Senior Memorial Race at Knox Raceway. Eric Rudolph set off the fireworks at the start of the 4th of July weekend, capturing the BRP Modified Tour Memorial Event at Knox Raceway on July 2nd. Picking up the Rush wingless sprint car feature was Gail Ruth Jr. And taking the checkers for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds was Justin Shea. On a beautiful July weekend, Knox Raceway held their second circle track event of the season under Brian and Brianna Steinman's ownership. A full pit area of cars was on tap for the three-division event. The track hosted the memorial race in a 24-car field Success for Spithaler at Tri-City Raceway Park. Shingledecker, Maskell, Warburton, and CeCe also won. Brandon Spithaler was back in his own 410 sprint car due to an opening in his schedule 
for this touring series. He took maximum advantage, dominating the 30-lap feature and collecting $3,000 in the process. Also getting wins on Saturday of the 4th of July holiday weekend were Jeremiah Shingledecker, 358 Modifieds, Levi Maskell in the Stocks, Thomas Warburton in the PA Thunder on the Dirt, Vintage Modifieds, and Dylan Cece in the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks. Lynch latches on to the loot at Tri-City Raceway Park. Shingledecker doubles for the weekend. Schneider, Myers, Maskell also score. After spending three nights racing in the Pennsylvania Speed Week, Cy Lynch returned to his roots to take the sprint car portion of the holiday extravaganza at Tri-City Raceway Park. Also getting a big win was Jeremiah Shingledecker in the BRP Modified Tour Challenge and the 358 Modifieds. This win was in a big block. Meanwhile, his other win on Saturday was the 358 Modified. The winner of Ray's race, paying 5000 to the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the winner was Chris Schneider. Taking the checkers in the rush sprints was Blaze Myers, and in the mini stocks, it was Levi Maskell. At the Marion Center Speedway, Alex Faree picked up the late model feature win. When I was a kid back in 68, Dad bought me something that I thought was great. I put it all together and I called my friends. And y'all come quick, let the race be. Oh, they show that it took my hand Said, son, listen up, you gotta understand If you wanna race, you gotta race right The old man's got some good advice You gotta wanna win A new feature on the show is Victory Lane Comments. Generally, every week, we have Nate Rigotti, Eric Westendorf, and Howie Bayless. We hope you enjoy these Victory Lane comments. Thank you. Caleb Vassis out of his race car. Give him a round of applause. The 57 of Vassis taking advantage of a late race restart and picking up this win. Caleb, what were you thinking when that yellow came out? I, was gonna, I didn't think I was going to get Lance. He was pretty quick tonight, but obviously I had him off to start, so... Nothing to it. Yeah, something happened on that restart. It almost looked like Lance didn't get going as quickly as you did. Is that what you saw? Yeah, it's kind of what i seen, yes. but I'll tell you what, this 57 car is hooked up, man. You've been fast. No, it's not fast. Uh, what, what's happening behind that wheel? This thing is just a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's honest, but this, this piece of you-know-what has picked up three wins. It's at least got to be exciting to be down here once again. I mean, it's all right. I'd just like to have a little bit more competition going on now. Caleb Vassis, who do you want to thank on this race car, man? I'd like to thank Knucklehead, Schaefer's Contracting, Stoystown Auto Records, Cool Miners Diner, Dunmar Auto Sales, Knuckleheads, Berkey Excavating, Jake and Sheila Tressler, uh, Amy and Adam, or yeah, Amy and Brandon Adams, Morocco Welding, uh, just everybody standing here. I mean, it, it wouldn't happen without these people here. Vassis Racing. Caleb Vassis picks up another win. Congratulations, my friend. How about a round of applause for Caleb for yet another win, taking advantage of that restart. Doug Glessner in his 17 machine gets unbuckled. 
will pull himself out of his race car. How about it, fans? Doug Glessner picks up his second win of the season. Down here in Stoney's Beer Victory Lane, we'll get hugs from his family. His brother Dale comes over here and says, you gotta be kidding me, man. You could have given me a win. Come on now. Doug picks up this checkered flag. Doug, we gotta ask you, man. You had a nice lead. And then that car was, something was wrong with it. What was going on inside of it? Kept jumping out of gear. I had to hold it in gear and I couldn't get it in gear. The last time it went out, it was a freaking disaster, but we pulled it off barely. How the heck did you pull that one off? What, what are you thinking inside that race car when it's not working for you? Well, I talked to my brother. I said, I gotta run this last race with one hand. So I don't know, I don't know how it's gonna turn out, but we, we managed to hold them. The car was really good. I really thank Ray and the Lappies for letting me run this thing. It's been a blast. But uh, this is for Dad. Wish you were here, bud. Dedicates this win for his dad, Doug Lesner. Congratulations, my friend. Who do you want to thank on this race? Uh, the last two weeks have been a lot for all of us, especially the famous for my big screw up with that whole mess. And my car was tore up. He's all tore up again. I saw that stinks. But uh, my guys, my family for putting up with me in the garage all week long. Uh, certified lift. Uh, Jim and Jimmy, Solstrom and Clark, uh, Highway Markings, uh, Room Auto, Total Mobility, Black Specialties, 814 Lanes, uh, Mox Barbershop, uh, Certified Lift, Crow Design, the Lappies again, I thank all them guys. Doug Lester picks up his second win of the season. Where's Dale? Dale, come over here, man. I'll tell you what, did you think you were gonna get your brother knowing he was having some problems up there? I was really hoping his hand was gonna fall off that shifter. <laughs> now I know that you've never raced on asphalt before this season, correct? Correct. So I, you've been running this tent car pretty fast, man. You gotta be liking it. I love it, it's been fun. Uh, it's all him. He says the car, he knows what he's doing. I just get lucky enough to some driver every once in a while. Dale Glesser finishes second behind his brother Doug. Wait, who's older? He's older. Our older, older brother. Well, you can tell is what he says. Older brother beats out younger brother. The Glesser brothers finish one, two here at Jennerstown Speedway, our first feature event of the night. We still have five more feature races left here. We'll be back in a minute. Down here in Sony's Beer Victory Lane, Adam Kostelnik climbs out of the race car. Make some noise for this guy. His third consecutive win. In this 22 machine, his 154th career win in a race car. My goodness, how about a round of applause for that? Over 150 wins for this guy. I said he's been doing this a long time, a name that's well-known here at Jennerstown, a name that was known at Motodrome. Adam, you've got to be having fun in this race car, man. Oh, listen, it's a blast, man. What's especially a blast is like racing Kyle Barkholder, man. We last time we raced side by side, we never touched, never touched. This time, it's so fun, and it's that's the most fun about racing. Racing someone like that, clean and hard. You know what I mean? Last time he got me, this time I got him, man. It, what, what a good race, good sportsman. He's a heck of a driver. You put on a heck of a show. How much patience does that take when you're racing like that, trying to stay clean? Uh, look, the last night the car was tighter. There's a little free side to be a little more patient with myself. But, uh, man, this car's just hooked up. If we went to broke, we're in. We'd have won two more. But, uh, man, I got to thank Dell Kimberly. He owns the car. Kimberly contracted Dave Martinelli, Martinelli Auto Service, the whole crew, Yahtzee, Billy, AJ's here, Shelton's here. Uh, you know what I mean? Little Tony McGill, uh, the Rebar boys, they like getting their picture taken. So, But, uh, like I said, this car's for sale, too, if someone really wants to buy it. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. This car being for sale, I mean, this thing is hooked up. I can't believe it's not sold yet. You should just buy it yourself. What do you think? No, I just drive it. The more wins we get, the more money it's going to take to buy it, though. <laughs> Adam Kostelnik, who else you want to thank on this race car? Uh, Stan's Transmission, SNS Auto Repair. Uh, like I said, just uh, Martinelli's Auto Service, Kimberly Contracting. I just got, I'm fortunate to have a good family ride you know, here. And, uh, you know what I mean? I'm just glad to be racing it. Adam Kostelnik picks up his third straight win. Dale Kimberly's got to be happy down here in victory lane as well. The rebar's getting a chance to take a little picture. Go ahead. Come on, Jason Cole. Go get your pictures taken. I'll tell you what. It's just a family event here at Jennerstown Speedway. Down here in Stoney's Beer, victory lane. Casey Flegel climbs out of his race car. Winning both Saturday and Sunday night. Back-to-back -back wins as he sweeps the weekend. And the Ron's Collision Center Street Stock Division. The 113 had to start all the way back in 10th. Work his way through the field to get up to first. He did it in three laps. Picking up yet another win here at Jennerstown Speedway. This 113 car has been really good in this division for quite some time. Casey, come on over here, man. You start 10th, you have to work your way through the field tonight. You were wasting no time to get out in front. When you start in the back, you got to get to the front as fast as you can because when somebody gets out on you, it's hard to run them down if it stays green. Uh, them guys opened up a hole back there, and Mark's like, he's coming over there, he's like, you're going to have to wait a little bit. I'm like, there's a hole there, we're going. <laughs> Spotter saying, hey, just wait, and uh, you just working your way up through there. I'll tell you what, this car has just been so fast for so long now. Uh, but you're still able to just sail off. It took you three laps to get to the lead, and then I think you got up to seven seconds uh, with that lead. How much fun are you having driving this race car? Well, 10 to go, it got a, it got a terrible vibration, so I eased up on it pretty, pretty good. Uh, I just ran it hard enough just to try to keep pace because it was vibrating real bad. I think our bushing's going out of transmission again. We had trouble with it last couple of weeks, but... When, that's what I told Mark. I said, you know, he tells me, you know, let up, let up, let up. When a car is handling that good, it's it's too much fun to drive. It's too it's too it's too hard to to let up whenever it's working that good because so many nights you're in them and they don't work that good and you fight yourself the whole time and you're wore out till you get out of them. Whenever you can drive them with three fingers and go around there like that, it's awesome. It's got to be fun winning. Who do you want to thank on this race car, Casey? Uh, Memorial Highway, Chevrolet, Sandys, TriStar and Somerset, Kermit Gribble. Jeff Carey, my dad, Toes Auto, uh, Shane Schaefer Incorporated, Southside Transfer, JR's Tackle Box, Slezak Karate School, Lodge at Indian Lake, Fat Boys, Knuckleheads, I'm trying to think who's on the other side, Wild West Wash House, Double T Rentals, uh, Bailey's Auto and Acosta, anybody I forgot, I'm sorry, hopefully get you next time, uh, Hoyle and Musto coming into pits and helping me out this weekend, we were a little bit short-handed like I said last night. And uh, I want to thank all the fans for coming out and supporting us. Casey Flegel sweeps the weekend here in the Ron's Collision Center Street Stocks. How about a round of applause for this guy? Two wins in one weekend for the 113 of Casey Flegel. Howie Bayless covers a lot of territory, and we have a couple nice interviews that he did this past week that we want to share with you. Congratulations. First win of the year. And I'll tell you what, uh, your dad and I were talking earlier tonight, and he wasn't real happy. I brought up a fact. Since you started racing in 2015 in the full-size cars, every Saturday night around July 4th, you have won the feature. 
Yeah, it seems like July 4th is a special weekend for us. I uh, I told these guys tonight uh, I wanted to race tomorrow. They said I had to win tonight. Well, I won tonight. We're going racing tomorrow, Joe. I hate to tell you. My dad might not be there, but we're going. I can tell you that. You teamed up in the offseason, and your initial plan was to run with the Supers. And, yeah, came out, you got a second-place finish down at Tyler. Then you had some motor problems. But you've been coaching and working with Joe Zalitsky. You guys formed a plan last year, and it was start the year out with the Super, and then once you left out the motor, you were going to put one of his great motors into this car and go back and go team racing again. And the seal type, Braden Dillinger, Jeff Dillinger, own Barry Wright icon, man, that thing was fast tonight. Yeah, I can't thank Joe and his guys enough. I mean, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be racing right now. We'd be sitting at home. So I can't thank Joe and Siltite Paving and all his workers who work hard so that way he can afford to have us racing. And I'd like to thank my family and all my sponsors. There's so many sponsors on this car. A Siltite Paving, Hodge Transmission, Ed Nichols & Sons Lumber Company, New Chork Bar, Driven Promotions, Nappers ATV, just everybody on this car, Hills Tire. There's so many. Without them guys, I won't be able to do it. And... Oh, I wish I could sit here and read every one of them, but we'd be here for an hour. And it takes a big team to do this. And let's not forget the added help, not just financially, but the motor and the crew from Joe and Davey Lape and all those guys. And I'll tell you what, the month of July, we got some big money races. Next week, we got the Charlie Field Memorial, Ron Copton Memorial coming up. Are we going to see the seal tight Jeff Dillinger racing 14 here throughout the month of July? I think you will. I mean, I know we're going to go race on some Friday nights, and there might be a couple Sunday shows we're going to go attend, but I, I think you'll see us here for all the big shows this month. Braden, the biggest win financially of your career, $2,500, and that's thanks to the fine people of K2 Engineering, Latrobe Speedway, and we had some other companies such as Spawn Eagle Towing, uh, James Law Racing donate some money, but, man, how's it feel? $2,500. That's a nice payday. Uh, it feels good. I mean, it's all going to go back into the race car. I mean, yeah, we got a kitty drawer, and I mean, if it wasn't for Joe, I'm telling you, I wouldn't be here, and it's all going to go back into our two race cars. Race fan, his first win of the 2022 season. Let's give a round of applause for Dawson, Pennsylvania's Braden Dillinger. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I'd 
thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee across the plains of Texas from sea to shining sea from Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA where there's pride in every American heart and it's time we stand and say Presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand on it.